All right, all right, all right. Mick Motherwell coming at you. Self-awareless episode 45. We are live at 5 on the Facebook, on the social media, all that shit. Um, gotta tell you, that was some copyright-free music. I really dug it. Facebook has a real problem with me playing anything similar to something that might be on their, uh, like their algorithm list. And so I guess it mutes me and stuff like that. So I'm back. This is the start of the new episode. I did play Muddy Waters earlier. That's supposed to be public domain, but, uh, they turned it off. And if you don't know who Muddy Waters is, check them out. Um, screen sharing tonight. Uh, trying something different, so we're going to put it on my profile as to protect the innocent and the people that do not want to be involved with me. However, who I want to be involved with me, my unofficial sponsor once again at for Happy Hour at Home is Commodore Vodka. So check it out. Um, uh, where are we at? It's... It's Tuesday night. It's happy hour. Tuesday evening. Um, we're at home. We're chilling out. A couple of quick things. One, unofficially brought to you by Commodore Vodka. Check them out out of Savannah, Georgia. The second thing is uh, I will be live doing my stand-up comedy at the Creative Veins in Jacksonville, Florida on June the 18th. So live on stage doing some stand-up comedy on June 18th, uh, Thursday, Jacksonville, Florida, downtown. Uh, Really, really excited about that. Um, good friend of mine named Jacqueline Hill Lavernier, Lavernier or something like that. She'll be performing too. So go check it out and check them out. It's also a great performance center. So, uh, check it out locally. Uh, the magic market in downtown St. Mary's just got a fryer. Um, that's the big news and shit in my town. That's what we talk about. If you're listening non-locally, but Go check that shit out. They have the best sandwiches and shit. But now they got a fryer, so now you can get French fries and chicken wings and tenders and shit like that as well. So really, really fucking fun stuff. So check it out. Anyway, I am wearing my Dunder Mifflin shirt tonight. Um, it is the 15th anniversary of the U.S. office. And I figured we should all talk about that if you'd like. Um, who's your favorite character? What's your favorite episode? What episode is just awkward as fuck that you don't watch? Um, what's your favorite Jim prank? Also, Jim Halpert was an asshole and a douchebag. Um, fun facts about The Office that you know that I might not know. Let me in here. I mean, everyone loves The Office, right? And if you don't, let me know. Um, because I'll either tell you why you should love it, or I will tell you, uh, or I'll... I'll hate it, so let me know. Anyway, it was a great show. I think it lasted like eight years, nine years in the United States, which is not fucking easy to do. Uh, great characters, great show. It's a, it's like a, what they call it? it's a mockumentary, but it's an instant classic. I think uh, Steve Carell was just fantastic. Ed Helms was fantastic. Um, anyone that hasn't watched it, the thing is, it's fifteen years old, so. A lot has changed in any office in 15 years. You can actually watch, you know, the evolution and technology and stuff on the show because it lasted about 8, 9, 10 years. That being said, it's been done for, what, 5, 6 years, 7 years. So, um, maybe longer. And, I mean, like I said, it'd be a completely different show today just based on technology and stuff. But 
all that being said, uh, it was a great show. It was, if you've ever worked in an office, you know, someone in there you like. Uh, Creed was probably my favorite character. Um, but again, some of the actors on that, the ensemble was fantastic. Let's just put it that way. They nailed it. They nailed it. And they had a lot of writers play smaller parts and stuff like that. I think Ryan on the show, uh, BJ Novak, he was a head writer. Um, what's your name? Who played Kelly? Uh, shit. What was your name? Mimi? Miri? Damn it, that'll come to me. Um, she's fantastic. She was a head writer on the show. And then, of course, Moe's, Dwight's cousin, was a head writer on the show. Also a head writer on Parks and Rec. Uh, and I wish I knew their names. And if you do, let me know. But, God, they were good. And they, they deserve the credit they that I wish I could give them. But uh, what an epic, epic show. Richard Gervais, or Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant put it together in Britain. I think they only planned on having the two seasons that they had. They had no idea it would go crazy in the United States, but it sure did. Uh, and again, great fucking show. Uh, and I will drink to that if you just give me one second. I think um, I know that I've been guilty of it. And that's you know a couple of my podcasts and or lives. I've been talking too much about politics and shit, right? We've been in lockdown. We're ready to laugh. Um, and what better reminder to me, or, or could be, than The Office being like, hey, man, I know you've watched me a bunch, but uh, it's our birthday. Let's talk about it. I would love to actually talk to you guys about it. So uh, it is what it is. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, I fucked up my first go at this, so I lose listeners, if you will. Oh, fucking well. Let's talk about the office fun facts. I brought that up earlier. And so there was something that was like 15 interesting things, 22 things you didn't know about the office. So let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's see if there is anything we actually don't know about the office. So, uh, if you're not an office fan, I'm sorry. If you are, um, Correct me, tune in. Like I said, who's your favorite character? What's your favorite episode? What's your least favorite episode? Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> okay, Angela Kinsey was a phone operator for 1-800-DENTIST when she auditioned for the show. Very cool fact, I think. Um, I mean, not something we can super talk about, in my opinion. But that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know what that would entail. So, yeah. Did you need a checkup and cleaning? Or do you have a specific dental problem today? Okay, so that's cool. Um, dope. She, I mean, she nailed her character. She was really good. Look how beautiful she is, honestly. Like, but she played a cold-hearted bitch most episodes, and that was cool. The temperature on set had to be kept at 64 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know why. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> Rain Wilson... Uh, claims that because Steve Carell had active sweat glands that could not ruin a shot. That's, see, these are fun facts. That's pretty fucking crazy. Jim and Pam's first kiss was John Krasinski's first on-screen kiss. Well, that typically happens when you're like a fucking 20-something, you know, on fucking TV. That's, that's, see, I hate, that's gay. I, I don't, I didn't care to know that. Huh. What an awesome guy. Um, I do remember, and if you remember, some of the episodes did get weird, um, especially if you watch them retroactively. And uh, 
there was a huge writer's strike. Like, one of my shows back then was like Nip Top and uh, 24, and they sucked during that time. But anyway, Steve Carell's a writer. He called out um, of work sick. And again, he said it was because of a case of enlarged balls. Of course, it takes absolute large balls to call out from a job that's paying you a few million bucks a year. Uh, good for him and good for the writers because it is bullshit that, you know, they don't get the credit they deserve or get paid what they deserve. So uh, a little more Commodore in my uh, glass and a little more office fun facts. <clears throat> Phyllis Smith was an NF... Holy shit. So anyone out there listening, um, remember Phyllis from The Office. By the way, I'm looking at a picture. She's lost a ton of weight. Looks good. Looks real good. Good for her. Um, what was I saying? Phyllis, uh, I mean, how do we say? I don't want to say unattractive or ugly. I mean, what a beautiful woman and a beautiful soul and a great actress. And her character was the sweetest. Uh, but to know that she was an NFL cheerleader and a burlesque dancer uh, is a little, I don't say disturbing, a little shocking, a little surprising, right? Uh, here's a quote. It was just a perfect job for me at the time. She told Yahoo of working with the St. Louis Cardinal cheerleaders. I really enjoyed it because I love football. So I was able to watch the game, dance, be there, and look cute guys across the field. So triple the threat there. What a cool chick. I mean, she's just funny and very humorous about it. You know, a lot of people, uh, it's back then it probably wasn't, it didn't have the respect that it has today. So she's probably objectified and shit. But she looked like a strong chick that was probably part of the movement, you know, to, like, stop objectifying it a little bit. Uh, I don't know. That's my assumption with Phyllis. She just seems like a cool chick. Um, again, my, my assumption here. Where are we? Okay. I am just going to continue this like it's a podcast. Don't care who's watching. Uh, do care who's fucking listening. So, the computer in the office, or computers in the office, actually had internet. Again, don't care. Uh, I would assume between sets and between like takes, that why the fuck not would they be able to browse like ESPN and Pornhub and shit? Yeah, it makes sense. This is actually kind of crazy. Jim and Pam's proposal scene was the most expensive shot on the show. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Krasinski did not get down on one knee in front of a real rest stop. Uh, first of all, why not? Okay, it was like 250... Holy shit. 250K, uh, Greg Daniels told the Washington Post. It's the most expensive and elaborate shot we've ever done, but it's also sort of the highlight of five years of storytelling. We found a gigantic parking lot behind a Best Buy, and our production team built a replica of the rest stop. That's fucking insane. Uh, like, good for him, right? Like, that's pretty awesome. You know, it's a cultivate, a culmination, excuse me, of, of five years of storytelling. So it's got to be expensive and good and perfect, and I really appreciate that. Um, but that's why um, writer's strikes happen. 
you're paying 250 grand for your perfect shot. And, you know, you could have thrown 50 grand fucking bonus to the writers. You know what I mean? That's, that's ridiculous. Could have found a fucking mom and pops. Rain's here every day. I told you. I've heard this. Uh, Rain Wilson auditioned for the role of Michael Scott. I've heard that before. You know, good for him. You've got to fucking go for it. Uh, Space Force. Uh, just right where we're at. What do you feel about... Uh, so, Taji. Uh, I hope I'm... I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Space Force, I've seen it, but I had not seen the last episode. So I am one episode off of finished. I did like it. I thought their uh, commitment to some of the accuracy and some of the actual things that go on was really cool. Um, I, I'm not in the Navy. I don't hang out on base. So I don't know exactly how close that is. But I imagine there's definitely some kind of camaraderie and all that that they got. Uh... I thought Malkovich was dope as fuck in it, and, as always. And then I also, uh, like I said, they were kind of unbiased with the... Right, it's I, they were very unbiased with, like, they fucking, like, oh, the, the president's going to tweet about this in t- five minutes. But then they also, like, I don't even remember the line, but they, they'd hit the liberals, too. I mean, they just hated on the the idiots. And uh, I, I don't know, I really, I, I enjoyed it. I I don't know if I'd sell it to anybody. You know what I mean? But if you like it, you like it. And you, as, as Taji says, I fucking love John Malkovich. So that's, in my opinion, he just nailed it. Uh, he just really nailed it. And I'll also say, uh, as, cheesy, as cheesy as it is, and I think they've really rushed, rushed it, uh, but I guess they maybe only thought they'd get one season, is I do like the uh, the young black girl in it. I thought she was really cool, cool character. Um, her only fault was they rushed her instead of, uh, you know, kind of letting her develop through a couple of seasons. But we don't know where they're going to go. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot to do sh- shit like this. Um, so I will just respond to this comment. Uh... You're damn right it's coming back. And I'm glad you are squirting, my friend. So, appreciate that. So, um, as promised, we just have to keep... And I'll speak with you and, and talk with you guys anytime. But back to the office. Again, it turns 15 this week. And, uh, I don't know. It's 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 one of my favorites of all time. And it, I think it's a lot of people's. Uh, especially around my age. It was the first show that I watched like, live, on TV, current, like, from, like, all the way through. I, I didn't start till maybe season three, but I caught up, you know, DVDs existed, and it was real sweet date nights. Uh, but I kept up, kept up every week. This is the first one I ever did, and a lot of people my age, I think, will relate to it because of that. And then, sure enough, Netflix comes out and goes, hey, watch this shit anytime you want. And that's that's been nice. Uh, we brought my kid home from the hospital when we well birthed her, and that was the first thing we did was episode one, you know, and, and that that got us through a couple of weeks. It was real fun. Um, John Krasinski wore a wig in season three, I believe. That's because he was in that movie Leatherheads and had to shave his head. Leatherheads, yeah, nineteen twenties football player George Clooney. Terrible fucking movie, by the way. So, I want to, before we go in, uh, same thought. Yeah, I got you. Uh, 
this there's two episodes out there that I know and I feel that are really hard to uh, to watch. They make me real fucking uncomfortable. And that is Scott's Tots. <laughs> Especially the first time, man. Like Scott's Tots is unreal. And then the second one that's just pretty awkward is uh, the dinner party. Uh, fantastic writing because it makes you feel so creeped out. Uh, the dinner party is the only script that was never rewritten. Uh, to be the funniest on the show. It, it's widely widely considered by viewers and critics to be the funniest episode on the show. I absolutely agree, but god damn is it not just awkward. Uh, it was never rewritten. So they did a first draft and just nailed it. Um, the only thing that changed was that in our first draft, Jan hits the neighbor's dog and kills it on his purpose. And I'm glad they didn't show that. That's not PC, right? Melora Harden. I think that's, I don't know who that is. So we're just going to skip it. I think it might be the, see, I'm not a pro. I heard this. John Krasinski shot some of the footage for the opening credits. Uh, I believe he got the role, moved, or went to Scranton with some buddies just to check out the town. By the way, it was filmed in L.A., um, but yeah, he took some video, and then they used it, which I thought was pretty cool. Mindy, Mindy Kaling, that's who I was looking for. Uh, used to make up lies about their co-workers to mess with B.J. Novak. That's pretty funny. She's a, she's a comedian, indeed, and I really enjoy her. Uh, check out her other shows. But she was a head writer on The Office, uh, just like B.J. Novak was. I think they actually dated on and off like Kelly and, Kelly and Ryan, uh, but I'm not sure. Seth Rogen auditioned for the role of Dwight. Man, this would be a different fucking world if that happened, right? The whole world. I think it would have affected the whole entire planet had Seth Rogen got the role of Dwight. It goes to show you, man, like, I'll tell you this, I, I love Seth Rogen. I'm a big fan. I think he's smart, I think he's good, I think he's funny. Great actor, great comedian. I mean, really. But it goes guys are that pick and choose who plays and shit. Like, uh, they nailed it with Rain Wilson. If they'd have picked Seth Rogen, who again, we admit, is talented and awesome, and he's done a great job, uh... Had we had they picked fucking Seth Rogen, it'd been a whole different show, whole different show, whole different fucking show. All right, Adam Scott auditioned for the role of Jim. Man, again, was great on Parks and Rec. He's really funny. Remember in Step Brothers, he's the he's the he's the brother. Hold on. He was the weird agent in uh, Eastbound and Down. Listen, Adam Scott's got a plethora and a great CV, but nah, Chris. I mean, again, that would have changed the world. Steve Carell improvises it. So let's be honest; it looked like really awkward and very terrible uh, timing, and Oscar sold the shit out of it. Uh, being awkward and, and now that we know it's improvised 
That was perfect. See, that's genius. Genius shit. John Krasinski almost sabotaged his own audition. Let's find out why. A man in the waiting room asked him if he was nervous, and Krasinski boldly responded, I love the British show so much, and Americans have a tendency to just really screw these opportunities up. I don't know how I'll live with myself if they ruin it for me. Unfortunately for him, he was running his mouth to the executive producer. Now, that being said, I don't know. If you're a good fucking exec producer, you know, yeah. Well, this kid's got big expectations for the show, so, you know, he's probably going to give it his fucking all. It sounds to me like it's doubt. Phyllis Smith was an assistant casting director for The Office. I don't know how you get that job, but good for her. Uh, but the producers were drawn to her, so they wanted her to be on the show. Uh, her line readings were so strong, opposite actors. So she was like in the studio or in the audition, feeding the uh, actual auditioning people lines. And they just, they loved her. So Phyllis, Phyllis Lappin Vans. Oh, close your mouth, sweetie. You look like a trout. What's the other one when she says to Karen, like, you got a lot to learn about this town, sweetie? I don't know. So, I do know that. Uh, Carol, the realtor, is Steve Carell's ex, uh, actual wife. There was a lot of fucking awkward moments there. Uh, <laughs> but first of all, he goes to Diwali. He tells her it's fancy dress. So, she shows up in a cheerleading uniform <laughs> at a Diwali party. Uh, we have, uh, at, at Christmas time, uh, he sends a Christmas card out where it's a picture of her and her ex-husband and her kids, but he's photoshopped or copy and pasted a picture of his head on the dad's body. And that's the mo. oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. It's just, she fucking nailed it. Um, she absolutely fucking nailed it. Good for her. Real funny stuff. Oh, Jen Fisher kept Pam's engagement ring. I've heard Jen Fisher has been divorced like four or five times or some shit. I don't know. Um, I, I could be 100% wrong. But I, I don't know. I just feel like... And she loved John Krasinski, who's married to Emily fucking Blunt. God, are those kids not going to be... Like, Big nose and all. It's like my kid's going to have. But those kids are going to be fucking gorgeous. These motherfuckers nailing it. Did anyone see The Quiet Place? I have to admit. I've heard a lot of cool shit. I haven't seen it. I don't have the fucking time to watch a movie with no dialogue. And I know it's supposed to be fucking dope. And I get that. But if you know, I have a two-year-old. Um, if I watch a film, it's typically mindless, you know, so that I can do other shit and watch the kid and have the movie in back. So, I have not seen it. I've heard it's fucking awesome. He wrote it, directed it, all that shit. Um, cool shit. Anyway, Quiet Place. Check it out. I haven't. Anyway, I did hear she got divorced like four or five times. I don't know if that's true. I just, I'm like, meh. She just kind of sounds like the person that would keep that ring. Do you know what I mean? If that makes sense. But she says it was a silver prop ring. So that's cool. 
Yep. Michael Shore uh, as Moe's. We touched on that earlier. He's one of the best characters on the show. Oh, this is the last one. Everyone choked up singing. Oh, seasons of... Yeah, of course. I mean, the guy worked with them for fucking eight years or whatever. Yeah, you're gonna fucking be sad when he leaves. Thanks for fucking letting me know, Internet. Anyway, guys, I went through what I had to go through. Um, this is what this is what live this is what live is. Sometimes it lasts a while, sometimes it doesn't. That was the Office, and uh, happy birthday to the Office. And check it out if you haven't. And if you don't like it, send me some shit. Let me know, guys. As you see, I can screen share and do all this stuff. So send me your memes, the funny shit you see. Just anything you want me to share or talk about, send it to me, and I can now pull it up, and we can all talk about that shit together. Um, I Again, I will be live June 18th at Creative Veins in Jacksonville, Florida. Come check me out if you'd like. It's not that funny. Just like micropenis is not fucking funny, you know? We can't help it. Guys, thanks so much. MickMotherwell.com. Check me out at facebook.com slash the McMotherwell or McMotherwell Comedy. All that being said, I love you, and we will see you soon.